right, all right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The She Shed. I am your host, your girl, Janelle Ray in L.A., and as you all know, our other host, Miss Arissa, is gallivanting around the world like Carmen Sandiego. Uh, so I have heard back from her, and she is well, Um there was a little bit of a natural disaster where she was, but she is A-OK. And, um, you know, she'll be back on the shed soon. We are here with my guest co-host, Lori Love, who is here. And we are also here with my, normally she's our, our clubhouse moderator, but uh, my crazy cool Cali cousin, Nikia, who is the founder of the awesome, awesome organization, Never Be Solo. And... Um, we're going to speak with her. We also are graced by the presence of her mom, my Auntie Kamina. So she will, says she's just there sitting here. She's not talking today, but we'll see. You know how Creoles are once they get to talking. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, guys, we're going to omit uh, our normal, um, you know, uh, talk spicy to me uh, segment this week or spicy talk because this is um, a pretty serious matter and it is something that we've seen you know, suicide, mental health um, issues just have been going crazy since the pandemic. So uh, without further ado, Nikia, let's let's hear your story about how Never Be Solo started and share with the people. Well, thank you so much for having me here to speak about Never Be Solo. Um, we started this organization about eight years ago. And it's going to be eight years in October, actually. October 13th mm -hmm. will be eight years. So my brother passed away. His name was Stefano Solo Gonzalez. He died by suicide. Mm. And that was something that was the biggest shock to my family. Mm -hmm. We never expected anything like this. Mm. And mostly because we had never experienced anything like this. Mm. This was the first time we had experienced death by suicide in our family and actually anything close to me I never met a person that actually I knew that died by suicide before wow. this so when this happened it ripped us apart it hurt us to the core because everything that he was displaying before he died became so freaking clear so there were so many different things that he was doing like the anger the alienation mm. the the telling people he wanted to die. Wow. Um, crying all the time, the emotional mood swings. There were all these signs that he was displaying over and over again. He actually even tried to attempt suicide a year or so before he actually died. Now, did you guys know about that at all? We did. Okay. And, you know, I hate to say it, and I, I have to say this because I want people to understand that they're not the only people that think like this. Because... I was so ignorant to suicide. I was like, oh, my God, my brother just wants attention. Mm. I am so sick of this. Like, oh, my God, why don't he just do something? Like, he needs to just get a job. He could just stop doing the stuff, stop smoking, do this. I had all these things that he should be doing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instead of actually understanding that he was struggling. You know, he was in a dark place, and he was dealing with mental health issues. So because of that ignorance, we didn't know the next steps. Wow. And we were not informed by the hospital or the doctors on what to do next. Wow. We were, he, he was actually released the night he attempted suicide by himself. He left the hospital alone. On his own? On his own. And he came home and knocked on my mom's window. And he was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. So he was able to convince, or the doctors didn't care, or he was able to convince them to let him go. Even though he attempted suicide and was brought into the emergency via an uh, ambulance. Wow. So he tried to kill himself. And an ambulance brought him to the hospital. In less than 24 hours, he was released. Major problem. Absolutely. And especially when a family was not notified of next steps. First next step should have been like, if you do not handle this, he is going to try this again. Right. He needs to seek immediate help. And this is where you need to go. Give us referrals. Give us those next steps. We never had any of that information. It was completely like, what, like I thought. See, if you just get his shit together. Right, right. He'll stop going through these issues. Wow. So unfortunately, he had he had told a lot of people that he wanted to die. Lots mm. and lots of people. We found this out after he died. And nobody thought to nobody. reach out to him. Nobody. I mean, then time girlfriend and time and again. sister. I mean, 
I could read through probably many of DMs that I received during his death that, oh my God, Fonal told me this, he told me he was unhappy. No one, no one understood. I mean, this was eight years ago. Thank God things have changed a lot since then. Right. Um, so immediately after he died, like I said, we were like, oh my God, this is what he was going through. And at that moment, my family, even though we were distraught, we just knew that his death was not for no reason. It was a sacrifice that was made so we could spread this message to go spread the word that, you know, there's help. Right. And these are the signs of, of suicide. You know, these are the things that you need to know so you could help others and most like mostly yourself. Right. Right. You know, the one our logo, never be solo underneath, our slogan is remember to love yourself first. And right. we say that because those are the words that were left in my brother's first uh, his last note. Wow. Remember to love yourself first. He left left that. And out of everything else he said, that stuck to us the most because I'm like, wow, that's what we need to do. How can we do anything correct if we're not loving on ourselves, if we're not right. healing ourselves, fixing ourselves, you know, self-caring on ourselves? We have it's to deep. do this. It's, it's, it's something that nobody was doing. I mean, I think that we all have learned so much since we've dealt with COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were so caught up in the rat race, it's very easy. But now that we had to stop, right? you know, and really deal with ourselves because we can have a lot of distractions. Yeah. You know, and that distraction is good when you're in the streets, but what happens when you're home at night? Right. When you're home all day. Or all home all day. With children. Oh. <laughs> Listen, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so crazy to me. So yeah. Fano left a note. So he left this note. He did leave found. a note for y'all. Yes. And uh, I mean, it wasn't a direct note, but mm -hmm. it was a message that he left that wow. was in clear presence, you know. So um, he apologized for doing this. He said he just, I can't quote it right now. Right. But he did. He was he was sad. You know, he didn't. I just think that my brother didn't want to go, but I feel like because he felt of there his was darkness, no other, there was no other way out. You know, when people are in their deepest, darkest moments, you just don't want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't, you don't know. I don't think there's any turning back. That's why they say immediately, if you attempt suicide, if a person threatens to attempt suicide, they are going to continue to attempt until, until they it succeed. actually happens. Yep. You know, Jesus. and that's un a very it's sad. And see, even that, that's news to me. I had no idea that. And you know, it's something because how many times, well, I know I've heard a lot of people always say, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. And, you know, and I have to tell you, like there was an incident. Yeah. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. I, I was uh, on Facebook mm -hmm. and I saw one of the people that we used to go to church with back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, Mike actually grew up. Mike actually grew up. Mike grew up with um, this lady's um child like we watched him grow up from a baby you know till now and he had just posted on his uh story on facebook oh my god i want to kill myself immediately i was on the phone i was like i gotta call you back and i called his mother and i said yo what's wrong with blah 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 mm -hmm. and she said oh my god you know it's something about some girl i was like is he okay mm -hmm. i said because that's not a good sign no it's not you know and um she had told me that they would, you know, they were seeking, you know, he was going to seek some help for it. And I said, well, you need to seek help immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, and he ended up, you know, texting me and was like, oh, you know, Sister Janelle, I'm fine. You know, I was just I was just frustrated and I'm upset. But, you know, Mike ended up talking to him man to man and, and really getting to what really was bothering him and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of times. But I keep thinking, like, if not for the awareness of Never Be Solo, I would have just been like, oh, so they're just being dramatic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so. It was instantly I was like, nah, maybe I'm not. They're not being dramatic. So immediately I just called them like, yo, how wh what's going on? You know what I mean? Because you never, ever know. And I will never forget and talking to Auntie how she was just telling me like, we, you know, we, we, we didn't know, you know, even you. You were like, we didn't know. And I think that that's one of the hardest things to to deal with is just not knowing. You know what I mean? There were a lot of things that he did. And, you know, I I actually um tried to seek help in a way like mm -hmm. i went to my own therapist and i was like what do i do we need to have an intervention with my brother he's doing these things that i am afraid you know i reached out to a cousin and i'm like 
please, like, we need to talk. We need to reach out to um, Fauna. We need to figure out something. Mm-hmm. And then we went away. After all, I was trying to do that. We went away on a family trip. And he and I, at the end of the trip, had a very bad fight. And during that trip, he had displayed a lot of outbursts and anger. And at the end, he had an outburst, anger, fit, because we were missing our flight. <laughs> oh. And they were, they were they, the, the air, I mean, in his defense now, like, the airline was being kind of crappy. Like, they could have waited for us. Like, we were right there. Oh but wow. he l- really lost it, and he couldn't calm down. And I was, like, uh, nervous because we're in the inter- Boston International Airport, and I don't want security to come and kick us off so we can't even get on a flight mm-hmm. at all. Black man, right? Yes. And I was just, like, it was stressful. So he and I had some words because we're – me and my brother Stefano were a lot alike. <laughs> we're hotheads. Like, we're always like, what? We're about to cuss you out any second. Like, don't step to us in the wrong way. So we're – he and I are like that. And my, my younger sister and my younger brother, they're alike. It's funny. But um, me and Fauna were always popping off. And, of course, I'm the oldest sister. And I'm like, everybody bows down to Nakia. Like, you don't disrespect me. I'm so your the oldest, oldest sister. I'm the oldest right. sister. We have a whole deep story beyond this. Mm-hmm. But no one knows. I'm the older sister. Right. You know? So I was mad at him. And he went his way. And we didn't speak again. We never spoke again. God. Again. And the week before he died, Oof. my mother went on a trip. I was home. I, we had all came back from Miami from visiting my sister for her birthday. So th- it was the week we're back. My mom went on a, another trip, and I was home getting my daughter to school. And my sister and I kept calling each other that week. We're like, oh, I don't know what it is. I can't. I feel sick to my stomach. Like, I don't know what's wrong. And I was like, maybe it's just because we don't talk to mommy because we have this morning call every day. So mm-hmm. my mom was gone. So we're thinking it's just because we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. But what we found out later is that my brother attempted to kill himself on that Wednesday before he actually died. He he Jesus. actually hung himself and his girlfriend at the time took him down because he was screaming for help. He screamed for help. Help, help, help. But when she came and into the room... he didn't want to do it. Oh, exactly. God. He didn't. So sometimes Ooh. what happens is when people are taking their lives, you know, they're in a ma- moment and they're, they want to die. Like, I'm sure everyone's like, what? I want to... Get like whatever, but when it's actually happening, that's not what people want. They just want the pain people to stop. They want the pain to stop. So she did help him, but unfortunately, she never told us why, because she didn't know. She didn't know that he was actually trying to kill himself. She just thought like I did. He's making this up. He doesn't want to die. He's told me, I don't, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to, I'm sorry, please don't do this. You know, like, I'm not going to, don't tell anybody. I'm never going to do this again. I don't want to die. Right. And, of course, not knowing that a person's going to keep doing it until they do it, she didn't say anything. And then a few days later, he actually did it. That was a Friday, right? That was <coughs> a Sunday. The Sunday. I remember. I, I remember that. And when you had posted up something, and I was like, what the hell is she talking about you okay auntie i'm sorry it's really hard it's like absolutely it's like this is not gone away like we have learned to deal with the pain so we're not walking around crying everywhere we go but the pain's in us every single day that's why every single day we're like something about never be solo because every day we are thinking about this we Hmm. are thinking about my poor brother that went through hell because there was no knowledge about mental health I mean, back then when I was looking up mental health stuff, there was nothing with black mental health. Mm. Nothing. There was like one other foundation that someone had died and they were raising money. Um, And their site at the time was not even that active. So I immediately started contacting organizations like, what are you doing? I went to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. I went to D.D. Hirsch. We had lunches with them. We started doing outreach ourselves. We started saying, give us materials. We want to help promote this information yeah. we want to market your businesses we want to let people to know that you're out here that's right. you know you're not doing a good job because my brother doesn't know you're there and right. who do you have there that would he would want to even communicate with right you know what i mean and i was like outreaching and doing all this outreach from behind you know doors i don't write about this stuff because it's like i'm just doing work you know right um I just felt that it was a need. I was like, you guys need to do more on your social media. Right. I went to this woman named Trotty who was who, who ran the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. She just left last year. 
but I was like, you know, you guys, every time someone hashtags suicide, which takes you to a gnarly place on social media, there should be a hashtag suicide awareness, your phone number. Like, how come there's none of this? And I was just so angry because I was like, I didn't know. Right. You, you know? don't know what you don't know. And it's and really hard to not, you know, get in the realm of, of beating yourself up because think about it, eight years, nobody really knew. No. You know, it was always movie stars or or famous people that did this mm-hmm. or, you know, it was an accidental overdose or something like that. Like, no one really knew what was going on. And you, you just mentioned something, you know, you mentioned where the, the mental health aspect in the black and brown community. And honestly, you know, let, let, let's, let's pivot to that for a second because how many times growing up, it was like, Black people don't go to therapy. That's white people shit. You know what I mean? Or not even know what therapy is. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> counseling. But see, my mom had me in counseling. <laughs> I was a crazy child. My mom had me in counseling when I was younger, you know, from, okay. you know, when my mother and my father separated and divorced, you know, I was acting out. Mm-hmm. So my mother had me in counseling. But I was mm-hmm. like, you know, like, no, I'm like, I'm black. I been to therapy like you know but in the community as a whole that's not seen as something Mm -hmm. that's okay to do there's such a stigma around mental health Mm -hmm. and half these mother fathers need it i everybody needs it everybody needs mental health everybody needs an outlet everyone needs someone to talk to Mm -hmm. not everyone can share their deepest deep darkest secrets or even deepest happiest secrets sometimes with someone that they love it's sometimes they're embarrassed so this third party person that does not know you you know is there to do that you know have you ever had a situation where you had a great conversation with a complete stranger you're like oh my god i just met this person i'll never see them again but right (laughs) you know what i mean so that's that there's no judgment with this third party like exactly so you know they're not going to judge you and but one thing i need people to know is like when you're looking for therapists you can't just I mean, maybe you can go to the first person and that they be your, your 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 match. Right. But you should know to look around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because not everybody is going to fit your personality. You know, not everybody is going to click with you. You know, so mm-hmm. there's so many different type of therapists out there, and so many different type of types of people. So I, I would highly recommend, like, if you don't like somebody, don't stop. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or just find a different source of therapy or whatever it is that fits your needs and what you feel comfortable with absolutely i mean i've tried all types of therapy like sound bath meditation i I love that i do that religiously that's my that's to actually change my entire life sound bath therapy i love sound bath that's a whole nother podcast that we can do about the the frequencies and how the frequencies help with the the brain and the the subconscious and all that that's a whole it's changed me it has and I, i recommend that for anybody listening like but anyways like just to go back to the story yeah it's just that once he died the, the message was clear stefano had mental illness and that's something that we wanted to change we're like we do not want anybody else to not know these these occurrences that happen like the warning signs we mm-hmm. do not want people not to know the warning signs it's so important for those warning signs to be heard yeah, you yeah. know, or, or recognized, not heard. I mean, recognized because sometimes you're just your friend's crying, and you're like, "Oh, why is she crying so much?" Right. That's a sign of depression. That's a sign of mental illness. You know, um, so you can't ignore those things. That's true. That's really so. Really after true. that, we started Never Be Solo right after, and immediately after, like within a month, we had a Never Be Solo potluck. Yep. And I remember we that. started doing the potlucks because we found it very important to gather. And we were like, you know what, bring something because you're when you bring something, you're sharing something that you made with your own self, your love, you know, and then you're with people. So mm-hmm. you're not alone. Right. And when we started doing this, oh, my God, um, how many people were telling us, oh, I've been so suicidal. I People just talk, 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 wow. talk. They st- opening up like a family member that he just said, you know, I used to think about dying and killing myself and doing all this stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. But. We had never heard, they would have never said this if we didn't open up the room for that. Wow. So one thing that we always promote is if you educate yourself about mental health and suicide prevention, then you can talk about it and then you could possibly or and potentially save a life. You will save a life. We are not experts. Right. We're only an expert in what we experienced. Right. You know, we're not doctors. We're not therapists. But we are 
we are, you know, a family that lost someone really dear to us, you know, and I've never lost a sibling before. And this is something I never even could imagine, the pain. Right. It's just the hardest thing to deal with. So when you educate yourself about something, you could talk about it, you could, like, I started Never Be Solo. This name came to me in a dream. Wow. Three days after my brother was dead. There's that number three again. Hmm. Wow. I, I Three days. I was sleeping, and I woke up. I was, like, in that half-awake, in-between sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I was dreaming, and this Never Be Solo came to me. Wow. And I woke up, and I told my aunt, who was sharing the bed with me, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, Auntie Shelly, I... I'm going to name our foundation Never Be Solo. Tell the people what solo stands for because not yes. everybody may know. So Stefano's middle name or stage name, not middle name. His middle name was Felipe. Well, we shouldn't tell you that. <laughs> He's going to come see me. Real Creole. He's going to come Real see Creole. me. Real <laughs> Creole. <laughs> no, but no, his middle name was Felipe, but he changed his name entirely to Solo when he was around 21 years old. Oh, wow. And he was like he would not refer to you he would not he would not answer you he was like if you don't refer to me as solo i am not going to answer you <laughs> and i always called him fano like family called him fano so he would get mad i'd be in the club with him and i'd be like fano and he'd be like ignoring me <laughs> so, so he made it like okay i would give him the respect when we were in the club to call him solo but um he got that because he was in the entertainment business mm-hmm. he hung out with um a crew called Knockout, who was Ray J and Brandy. Ra- Ra- Brandy, Ray mm-hmm. J. Yep. Is Ray J's label, mm-hmm. and he was part of that label, and he made a lot of great songs on that label. Um, they're not released. I was just going to ask you, is any of that released? No. Can they be? I don't know. It, I don't know. We have all of them. They're amazing songs, and they're, I mean. They're release really, that. They're really, we, we put them on Instagram once in a while. They're Do great you? songs. Um, one of the artists, Truth, he's on one of the songs. He's on Ray J's label, and they were super, super, super close. I'm wearing their, their oh, yeah, I'm wearing my brother's sweatshirt tonight. Knockout. Um, he was a, he loved this organization. He mm. did. He represented Knockout as if it was his own. So, anyways, when I started Never Be Solo, I started it because his name, I that solo came in. Never Be Solo. And a lot of my family and friends, they didn't like the name because they figured I was saying, because they're close to Stefano or Solo, you know, they didn't like me saying never be Stefano, Solo, you know, and that's not the message I was getting. That's not the message that came to me in my dream, which I believe it was my brother, because never be Solo is a message behind mental health and suicide prevention without no one knowing what it is. No, if you look at right. the word never be solo, you're never going to know I'm talking about Stefano. Right. right. You're just going to see never, never be, be alone. Solo, never be alone. Never be solo. But that's so, so deep and even in, in Fano's stage name, solo. Yeah. That 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 right there, yeah. hindsight is twenty twenty. Exactly. But, you know, that's letting you know like that he was alone. He felt alone. He was like alone. Yeah. That, that just that's gave me gooses. And that was part of my message. Like he was Jesus. not alone. He, and that was that mental health. Oh yeah, he made another song about me and myself and I. Um, he, um, you know, he just thought he was alone, and I didn't want to him to. He was not alone. He he had a lot of people that loved him. Absolutely. And because he was so angry at us, because whatever he was thinking, he had other people thinking that he had nobody. You know, because he that's what he felt. He just felt like he was alone, and he wasn't. He had tons of family oh, that yeah. loved him. You know, and I mean, three hundred people came to his funeral. You know, and he's a 25-year-old person that passed, like, to have that many people come to attend your funeral. Um, he was a dynamic human being, and the reason why I started Never Be Solo, what the reason that message is so dynamic to me is because it grasps people's attention, not because they know that I'm talking about mental health and suicide, mm-hmm. because that's something I didn't want. I didn't. You when you go the to stigma. these places, you go to these mental health facilities. Ugh, so like, clinical and like everything. Mm-hmm. So like, doctory. I, I don't like that. You know, like I want to feel comfortable where I go. Right. So or who I'm talking to. I want to be able to relate. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when me and my sister we would sit down and have conversations about our logos, and I was like, I need our logo to look something cool. I want it to feel like Run DMC ish. I want it to be relatable. Right. I want anybody that's gonna listen to Nelly's uh 
take your clothes off song. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to like this logo, I think. What's that song? Um, it's getting hot in here. Okay. And let me tell you, that everybody likes. I don't care what nationality. My mama likes that exactly. song. <laughs> so that was the audience I was targeting. I'm okay. like, those are the people. And that's from 18 to 65, 70, because everybody loves that song. Those are the people I was thinking about. And that covered everybody across the board. Right. And let me tell you, I have had everybody from a child from my daughter's school mm-hmm. that in kindergarten recognizing never be solo writing it on their drawings in their classroom i'm not wow. talking about it i'm just wearing the hat so the children are seeing this and they're drawing pictures wow then i have 55 year old middle-aged white man coming up to me in the thing saying hey is that a dating site what's never be solo oh my and i'm like no I'm like, so funny. I was like, no, I go, it's a mental health. And I tell them my story. And then they start talking to me. And they're like, you know, my sister, she tried to kill herself. And I lost my cousin. And I'm able, this this logo. It's a conversation piece. Makes people talk. And it engages them. Wow. And this men, like, uh, it bring, I tell them it's mental health. And then they open up. Like, wow. And it, ha- it happens all of the time it's amazing and my mom thinks i wear it because i'm hiding my dirty hair which i am (laughs) i cannot i am but (laughs) and she has beautiful hair by the way people so the the youtube people you can maybe you'll see it later but she has gorgeous hair by the way but i wear it because you know i wear it because i know the message is powerful yeah absolutely that's why i do this i mean that's why i do it and um and i knew you know and our logo has taken on our brand our message stefano He's leading this because I don't do anything really. You know, I, I'm, we have, I mean, we're not the biggest organization in the world, but I feel like we are because we've been able to meet so many people. You guys are on, you guys were on, um, one of the boxers, boxer shorts. We were watching the fight at your house one day and we're like, Hey, the Charlo twins. Yes. Yes, And, uh, we sponsor them. Yes. My brother-in-law is Richard Lewis. Uh, NBA all-star athlete. Super and tall. Super <laughs> tall. <laughs> he is my sister's husband, my sister Giovanni's husband, and he is a big supporter of Never Be Solo, and he always sponsors this organi- our organization as for them, mm-hmm. uh, with them. But, of course, they support mental health and suicide awareness. They have our logo in their gym, which That's is so awesome. beautiful. And they wear our beautiful logo on their clothes. And that message gets around. You know what I mean? So the m- they post it. They have their pictures all mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. The message is there. People see it. You know, Chris Brown also sponsored them. Wow. And um, so Chris Brown has his logo on their shorts. And our logo's there. Nice. And our message is on Chris Brown's page. It's like that actually w- was so amazing. That happened. We had no idea. Like my brother-in-law is just a huge boxing fanatic and he's a huge and never be solo uh, supporter Stefano and him had a great relationship Mm -hmm. there that was his little brother Stefano lived with Richard and Gigi in Seattle for a a long time and you know they Seattle that's bringing it back yeah this is years back yeah when when Richard was in the Sonics like back in those days and he was still in high school yeah and like that was his little brother and anyway so Richard does this and we're seeing this we're like everyone's like oh my god never be solos on Chris Brown's page I'm like what <laughs> and then like my my brother's um best friend truth who's mm-hmm. the artist and he's a rapper and he's like opening up for Chris Brown who he was doing something with Chris Brown he said he couldn't believe that when he went out he saw he was there at the fight he saw never be solo there and he was That's just like awesome. at that moment I knew Fauna was there wow. and I was like Fauna was doing all of this you know what I mean yeah so he's here with us, and I know he's guiding the way, you know, to, and he wants us to continue. Like, every single time, I feel like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore because it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy to talk about mental health. It's not easy to talk about something that hurts me every single day. Right, right. I feel, and I know it's not my responsibility, you know what I mean? I, I feel like I do it because, not a, as a responsibility, I do it because I want people to just to know but it is a responsibility because I took it on, right? Right. And I don't want to stop, but I do because I don't like thinking about the fact that my brother died by suicide. Right. Every day. It's super hard. Wow. And painful. That's 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 a tough one, you know, but I, I the work that you're doing is so important and even down for the next generation because, you know, I know you went into Vi school 
um, and spoke there with the kids. And that's really a, a demographic that right now during this pandemic that is suffering major um, in regards to, to suicide. And I've seen so many kids since this pandemic has started who have taken their own lives or some that have done it right in front of their Zoom class. Yeah. Like it's it's been a lot. So what what's what's next on the agenda for for Never Be Solo in regard to maybe like the younger kids or something along those lines? Well, I feel like it's very important that the message starts uh, getting into the schools much earlier. Mm-hmm. What we know, when we did our event last year at Lilac School, well she was required to do a community service project. Mm-hmm. And that could have been like raising money to give to a shelter for puppies. But my daughter has grown up in a never be solo home. So Viola is a baby <laughs> activist. Let's, <laughs> let's tell it what is. it is. My baby yeah. is for she Black is. Lives Matter. Everybody's Everything. equal. Yeah. My girl is my girl yes. is the bomb. You hear me at 14. She can out talk out school some adults on some things. Yes. I'm just saying she can. So, you know, when she was in school, she was like, I feel like I need to do something in regards to mental health, you know, and she was like, I want to do this. And then I was like, you know what? We could do a lot more if we get into the school and open it up for a safe place for the everyone to come inside. Wow. So what we did was partner with a lot of big-time organizations to have them come and show uh, set up a booth. Um, so we partnered with uh, Sandy Hook Promise, who is the, is or- that the, the Sandy Hook shooting in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Okay. Their organization, so they teach about gun violence okay. um, uh, and how to protect yourself from a school shooting, like a prevention. Like, they're oh wow. like how to – let's start working on it before it even happens. Like – if you see something, say something type of thing. Mm-hmm, they're starting mm-hmm. from the beginning. So we also partnered with American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. They mm-hmm. came and supported, and they brought a ton of uh, literature and really cool, like, swag. Everybody brought really cool merch and uh, information for the kids, age-appropriate nice. information. We had Dee Dee Hirsch, mm-hmm. who is a mental health uh, – I think they are the first mental health suicide hotline in California. Um, we had uh, – we had, oh my gosh, I'm having a blank. We had Los Angeles Department of Mental Health. Okay. And we had another organization that was in my town. And I found them because I drove by. Oh my God, why am I having a blank right now? Oh, gosh. Let me look them up. No, they didn't. Or Mental Health America, not at that event. That was at another event. Um, in your hometown of El Segundo? Yes. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't no, remember. it's okay. Listen, that's why we have computers. I love the internet, right? El Segundo Mental. Why am I? This is really embarrassing because they were so amazing. You know, they've actually helped so many people. Not South Bay? No. They actually did give us a lot of pamphlets. South Bay Children's. Oh, my gosh. I am so embarrassed right now. I have to find their name because they deserve the shout out. All right, so while Nick... Oh, Insight. 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 I just just pulled Ah. them up. I just pulled them up. It says Insight? Insight, yes. So they're a local organization. They uh, do treatment for teens and families. Wow. So if your teen is going through some things, it's an organization that will bring the whole family in, do treatments, and they have classes, and they just offer a lot of different services for teens and and their families because, you know, teens are struggling, and, I mean, and they just need that support. Absolutely. And I was actually able to refer a friend of mine, and it was, I just drove by. But so because I am open and I had this experience, you know, everything mental health comes to me. <laughs> it's like, look, there's a mental health building right there. So right. I drove by and I was like, what is this? And I looked them up, and then a friend was like, I'm having this issue. And I constantly refer them, and they're so great. And they've had such a gr- great success story with the families that I've referred. Wow. So insight. You guys are the bomb. That's awesome. Insight down in El Segundo. Look them up, guys. That is so good. Now, so back to the program that yeah. we did. So all these programs came. The kids came. And it was great. We had over 100 kids show up. It was not wow. a mandatory event. It was after school on Valentine's Day. Wow. It was called Remember to Love Yourself First Day. And that was a message that we wanted kids. So my mom was there. My family was there. We're walking around. Sixth graders, okay? This is a school that's from 6th, 8th. I realized that day is that when they're in eighth grade, if you haven't got them this information by them, it's probably going to be very hard because the sixth graders were coming and like talkative and thanking us. And they're just, you know, they're still open. They're still impressionable. So they're still, you know, you could still get to them. Right. 
but the eighth graders were like too school for, too cool for school. They were like, we're out of here. We don't care about this. And we had a DJ. <laughs> we we were throwing candy. We were about to pay kids to come inside. Like it was like, but it was we still had a great crowd. Right. And we had a great coverage, and it was a beautiful event. And the school invited us back again, and then COVID hit. Um. So. But the message I saw, I mean, the take back I got from that day was that the the younger, mm-hmm. the better. And you don't have to give them the graphics, but I don't know what kind of information they can receive. Right. But they do need to receive that because they were like, I have these feelings when they were looking at our warning ca- sign cards. And they had all these questions. And it was just amazing that they were sharing. They were open to share. Wow. So that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's. That's so good. And I think it's so good for, for the kids to start to know what it was because they, they, they need to know how to process all of everything that they're going through. The teenage years are rough as it is. You know what I mean? You have a teenager. I have a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's a lot to process and handle as it is. You're going through hormonal changes and everything else. And then now mm-hmm. it's totally different, right, yeah. from when we were growing up. You know, it's it's – you have the internet and you got trolls and you got internet bullies, just not regular bullies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you have um, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's stuck in the house. You know what I mean? I mean, we're blessed and fortunate enough to be in California where we can get outside yeah. and do stuff. Like, exactly. But I'm thinking about those kids that are on the Northeast where they're stuck inside the house with snow, can't mm. get out. They can't go outside for fresh air because it's cold outside. Who yeah. wants to do all that? You know, so it's like these are the types of organizations and things that need to be you know prevalent like you know i'm waiting i you know i'm excited because i think you know now is a perfect time for y'all to blow up and um you know become super mainstream because the the message is is there um you know it's it's such an amazing organization what you do the potluck idea i remember when that happened and i was on the east coast when this happened Mm -hmm. and I know my mother and I were, were talking about coming out here, you know, for, um, you know, Bono's funeral and everything else. It was just craziness that we couldn't get here. But then I started seeing the potlucks that you guys did. And I'm like, those look like such a good idea because you're bringing everybody together. Mm-hmm. And then you're mentioning people are opening up and talking about things that they're going through. Like you would have never thought like yeah. people are suicidal or have had, you know, suicidal tendencies or anything along those lines and i mean it's it's i knew someone that committed suicide when i was about 13 14 years old and um he hung himself at buttonwood park and he hung himself in buttonwood park and um we didn't know we had no idea that he was even suicidal right no idea and let me just tell you one thing about the word committed suicide Really early on, uh, when I was so angry about my brother dying and I felt like there was not enough awareness, we met with Phoebe Hirsch. And, um, no, we actually met with the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Mm -hmm. And they told us, like, they're changing. They Back then, they were trying to change. They're they're changing the word. They don't want the term to be committed suicide because they didn't commit anything. They didn't commit a crime. They didn't commit this Mm -hmm. act. This act made them die. You know what I mean? Like, actually, they, you know, they harm themselves but the disease is what's killing them they are not killing them <laughs> you know what Got i mean it. so the language is not committed suicide okay. it's died by suicide so wow. died so by suicide mm. got it so you, they died by suicide just like a person would die by hiv and aids cancer wow like see you learn something cancer. new you learn yeah. something new every day i had no idea yeah. so wow and that's just changing when you change that language you change the stigma because you're like oh they committed this thing they committed this, this like crime. this crime this sin you or whatever know? that's exactly. crazy so it's not something they committed they something died like by died suicide wow see you listen that's good that's so people you know change learn about the language and change it and and you know don't make those same faux pas i'm i'm glad that i learned that now right. and even in that cb doesn't come up in conversation how long no. have i known how well we've known each other forever <laughs> but i mean how long have we I've known about this organization? Have we spoken about it? And never once yeah. did that even like come up. So I'm glad for that. So I'm not ignorant talking about committed suicide. I mean, now. everyone says it. It's not I mean everyone says, everyone says it. Everyone. And I've even seen movies that recently come out in the last year or so still saying that. You know, and I'm oh, like, wow. Oh, I wish I would have wrote them and told them not to use that word. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, but they are changing. I have seen movies though doing great things. Um 
Jenny Rivera movie, uh, the Mexican singer, is that her name? She's a Mexican Latina famous singer. And she has a movie out on Netflix, and she actually tried to take her life. Wow. And in that movie, they showed the doctor explaining to the parents, you need to get her help because it's most likely she's going to try again. Wow. So I felt that I thought, even though probably that didn't happen, but I think that that they're doing that in that movie, setting that message for the audience Mm -hmm. was very good. And I noticed it. And it's all, it's like subtitled movie. It's all in Spanish, but I was reading, I was reading along. But it was a, it's a beautiful story and she's an amazing actor, uh, entertainer. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. So, so I see that they're making these changes within the entertainment business and you know they're talking about mental health a lot more yeah more than ever ever i'm like oh my god like every time i turn on my phone they're like this person wants to follow you from this organization so there's so many great people Mm -hmm. doing uh mental health work you know there was none so we have uh for all of our our listeners we are also live on clubhouse um as well well we lost our youtube again thanks to Lori love and her phone that has too many (laughs) photos on there that she cannot delete but that's a whole nother issue <laughs> but um if anyone's in our our uh on our platform in clubhouse and they have any questions or any uh anything that they would like to share in regards to mental health awareness and suicide prevention or if their lives have been affected by suicide please just feel free to raise your hand and um i'm the only moderator right now so i will let you in and uh, let you feel free to share but um you know, I think that this is a conversation that is needed uh, wholeheartedly, and um, it's um, it's it's long overdue. You know, and I think that in the black and brown community, it's uh, something that needs to get shared and get done. Yeah, Auntie, you over there saying a few words. You want to say anything? No, anything. <laughs> <laughs> Lori, love. That's okay, but you're allowed to get emotional. Like it. I was crying with you, so it's fine. I can't. You're allowed, you know, and that's a whole other thing. That that's a whole other podcast. But you're allowed to feel everything that you feel, absolutely. And anybody who doesn't tell them tell you that, tell them go scratch. Very There's true. other things that I would say, but my mom's listening, so I won't say it. <laughs> but you know. There, there's no, there's no, there's no words for that. There's no, there's no timeline on that for any of you, no. for any of you, you know, siblings, you know, parents, like there's, there's none, nieces, nephews, like the children, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no, was Luna born? No. She actually was born eight months to the date that he passed. That's right. On the same day. So she was born June 13th, eight months later. Right, so she might have met him in heaven, mm-hmm. Jaya. Some crazy. We dude. felt like, you know, and then I almost lost Luna during that time. Like, right. So it was a lot of hard, uh, heartache going on. I actually did a potluck. We did a potluck with my family. My auntie Donna hosted a Never Be Solo potluck, and that was the cool thing about it is like once we started doing this, people were like, I want to host one, and then we'd show up and set up our stuff and they would be the host but we would be there and it was kind of taking off and people were doing it our friend Taniqua that was on the show last Mm -hmm. week she did a whole never be solo birthday party for herself (laughs) it was so nice she like had labels on everything she had Sonos pictures on water bottles it was so beautiful um it was really nice that's dope that's a dope idea my my 30th birthday is (laughs) coming up again (laughs) in June (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could have a never be solo birthday party. That's it. Yes, a never be solo birthday party mm-hmm. for my 30th birthday. Yes. <laughs> 30th again. But, <coughs> you know, I just think that if people just, you know, start to understand the signs, there will be a lot more healing. And if people are able to talk about what they're feeling yeah. and have a person listen, that's right. That's a whole another thing. You know, like people need to be heard. They don't need you telling them, go get a job like what I was doing. Like, if you stop right. doing this, I have all the answers, right? All right. No, nobody has the answers for what that person's dealing with. Right. Because nobody knows, you, you know, like I said before, you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And you never know the depths of someone's pain or what someone is going through, you know, and it's, it's how many people walk around with a mask on? 
Yeah. No pun intended. Not talking about these COVID masks, <laughs> but <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> like a, a you know a legit mask mm-hmm. that you know, like I think of the Jetsons. Remember? And whenever like it'd be in the morning, and then somebody would ring the bell, and I think it was Judy. Was Judy the wife? She would just like pull her mask out of somewhere and throw it on <laughs> her face, and like talk to somebody, and then take it off. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what people are doing yeah. you know they're they're wearing a mask around people you know robin williams everybody thought he was like super was funny so and and yeah. you know hmm? kate but Sp- yeah kate spade too anthony bourdain like it's just like you don't you're like wait what from the outside looking in you're like they have everything yeah. but you don't know what's going on on the inside nope, you don't and know. sometimes people don't feel that they have a safe place to share or they feel they have to keep up a persona or they don't want to disappoint their family or they don't want to disappoint their friends so they don't share. Yeah. And that's where it gets sticky. And I think like one of the things you mentioned is is starting in the home and that's when I think that it matters because, you know. Yeah, you have to start in the home because yep. the school, it's very hard for these organizations to get into the school. That was one huh. thing that they all jumped on board because we were actually allowed to go into a middle school. And every person was like, I can't believe you got to get into a middle school. They never allow us in, you know, because the parents have issues with the topic. Oh, sorry. That's okay. But the parents have issues because it's been so stigmatized. Like if your kid's suicidal, sorry, if your child's suicidal and he has mental illness, he's going to get bullied and blah, blah, blah. God knows what's going to happen. Right. You know, so it's very hard. But when we opened it up to everybody and, you know, the principal came in and he was like, we want you guys to do this again, you know? Wow. But then shortly after, a month later, COVID happened. That's when COVID but, And then started. we had actually a lot of uh, um, educators contacting us, wanting us to come into their schools and set up these type of events. These kids need it, man. They need it. Especially now after COVID or whatever, I think it would be a great time to get back into the schools because oof, these kids really, really need it. And, you know, you mentioned it starts in the home and, I actually, Mike and I actually got, um, we stole this idea from Will and Jada. So shout out to the Smiths. Um, You know, they said that they created a safe space with their children Mm -hmm. where no matter what you said in that safe space, no matter how bad it was, you would not get in trouble. Mm. Now, you said something outside that safe space (laughs) and you did something you weren't supposed to, you could get in trouble. So we implemented that, you know, with our girls. And even though our girls are, well, they were small, you know, Jay is only seven and Michaela's now 13, but you know, we'll have that and it allows them to purge and to say what they need to say without fear of retribution or without us fear of us getting upset with them or whatever they've done, um, whatever, how little or mm-hmm. how big we still give them that safe space. And I think if parents, more parents who are, you know, involved because, yeah. you know, not all parents are involved, mm-hmm. but for the involved parents, if they created a safe space for their children, Mm-hmm. You know, they might be able to get ahead of some of the issues yeah. that plague kids, especially during the teenage years. Yeah, you really have to, like, watch your children, you know, because everything they do is not a normal teenage thing. Like, people are like, oh, my kid's isolating themselves. Okay, they're isolating themselves, but why? Like, my daughter does it too, but I'm always in her door like, hello, hi, what are you doing? You're still in <laughs> class? What are you doing? Come eat dinner with us. Right. You know, but I mean, I'm very in tune with my daughter and because, you know, everything that we've gone through as a family, she tells me when she's feeling depressed. She tells me when she wants to go to therapy. She tells right. me how she's feeling and what she's, she's very open about it, you know? Mm-hmm. She tells me things I don't want to know. I'm like, please, <laughs> I am not ready, Lord. I'm uh, not ready. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm not ready. But yeah, you know, so but she feels comfortable enough to tell me which That's I have amazing. to be thankful. That's for. amazing. Yeah. But I started very young. I remember us going to an American Foundation suicide walk and we're there and we're doing the suicide walk and Violet was like 10, I think, or no, 9, maybe 9. It was a few years later and then she was like, "Mom, what is suicide again?" <laughs> she didn't know, but she knew, but she knew what she she knew about never be so old, of course. She would uh, design things at school, and I'd go in her classroom, and her all her work would say "Never Be Solo." Mm. Like she she designed the first "Never Be Solo" T-shirt. Mm. Like a month after he, my brother died, I went to her school, and she had drawn a T-shirt, and I was like, "Oh, we need to get T-shirts." <laughs> like that gave me the idea because right. Violet made this thing, and then um, so I mean, it's been something that you know we talked about. Mm. You know, I she also kept asking us, "How did Uncle Colin die?" Mm. You know, and and I would tell her Uncle Colin's brain was broken. 
Yeah. There's ways to talk to your children about suicide without saying the act that they're actually taking. You know, that's not important. But I think it's definitely important to know that, you know, children need to know that people do harm themselves. And if you are thinking about harming yourself, that's when you need to come to your parent. Because that's That's not something you want to hide. No, not at all. You don't want to, like, you don't want your kid to be like, I'm harming myself and I have no one to tell. You know? That's so true. Because they're afraid of getting in trouble. No, you're not going to get in trouble. You are going to get help. That's right. That's right. We don't want to cut ourselves a paper clip. Oh, we don't we have a hand raised. All right. Go right ahead. All righty. Your hand is raised. Come on up. Oh, did I do it? I can't. Let me see. I'll invite to speak. All righty. We just sent you the invitation. Debbie Lombo. That's my mother, y'all. You are Hello. live on the She Shed. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. My, question, my question is, did you have you found out what the percentage is and how it is related if all death by suicide have an issue with mental health? Yes. I don't know what the per, uh, uh, the percentages of Hello? what? Can you hear me? Can you can you hear Nakia? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I don't know if she knows how to work it. Is it just mute. Oh, unmute. Can you hear me? I can now. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, I had mute. We had the she had the mute on. Sorry. But um what was the percent you wanted to know the percentages of what? I wanted to know what is the percentage of death by suicide relative to mental health. All death by suicide is Ooh. mental health related there's mm. always a mental health element we don't there's not one specific so we can't say oh i mean i don't know like oh, this person was bipolar or this person was manic depressive or i mean those are the two same thing but uh, schizophrenic or they had whatever their ailment is but all of that is under the umbrella of mental health so whatever whenever when someone's harming themselves and killing themselves that's related to mental health yep i just pulled it up on google on the google and yes if you die by suicide, it says, hold please. This is from the conversation. Blah, 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 blah. So this this study here says that it is, uh, has been increasing, uh, obviously. And it says, you know, uh, mental illness is, uh, isn't the only cause. Social factors like loneliness financial ruin and shame can also be triggers that can allow it. So yes, mental illness is more than likely, I'm going to say 80, 90%. If you're lonely, you are in depression. Loneliness equals depression. Like lonely, I don't know how they can segregate the two. I think that. I mean, well, some people die because of, you know, they, what is it? Death by suicide because of, you know, financial issues. But that's because they're stressed. Right. They're which is another, which is anxiety, which is another Do you know mental health. That don't <laughs> die by suicide because they're broke. Look outside. There's a whole encampment of people all over Los Angeles. <laughs> right. So well, hello. You are dying from financial situations. You know, that's something mental in your brain that you're dealing with. Right. So, of course, those cause you to kill yourself. I understand. Like. You could become so it's a trigger. They're triggers. Yeah, that's what it said. They said they're triggers. They all relate to your mental health. There's something in the there's something breaking down with Mm -hmm. your mental health that these triggers are causing you to do it. Because I don't believe if you don't suffer from any form or underlying mental illness that you are going to take your life. You're not. Because think about it. We would all be dead. I was just gonna say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was. I was literally just gonna say that. We like we've all, all we've all been through situations where, you know, I'm sure most of us. Well, not most of us. But some of us have thought it once or twice. You know, when things get really bad, like oh, I'd be better off if I wasn't here. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's you know act on it. You don't act on it. We would be a world a world of ple- no people if we all died. We all killed ourselves because we didn't have financial yeah, situations yeah, yeah. or. We yeah, were, you yeah. know, lonely. I'm freaking lonely. I'm like, you know, I'm not thinking about dying because I'm not mentally sick. You know, I'm not right. I'm not going through mental illness at this point. You know what I mean? If I was severely depressed and then I was ex- extremely lonely, lonely and had financial hardships, oh, maybe I would. But yeah. I, I'm having financial hardships today. 
Right. You know, I think everybody at this table might be <laughs> like in some form. You know what I mean? Like we would like to have our stuff taken care of. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I'd like a personal chef. Yes, we would like to have things. You know, like <laughs> I'm just saying, like w- no one at this t- in this house is rich. That we're just like, you know, we're yet. not yet. At just I'm saying at this house at this moment. You know, so we're not all we're not thinking that we're gonna die. We're right. not, and you know, even though I have some bills and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta take care of this stuff. I want to pay off my credit card. I want to pay off my car. I want to pay off all these things that are holding me down. I'm not. No one dies because of that. Yeah, you're not yeah. dying because of that. Your life because of that. Yeah. You know, Nobody. when my son died, um, come. You gotta come into the mic, Auntie. When my son passed away, um, several people came up to me and asked me, was it because of his girlfriend? Oh wow. I said. People she actually asked you that? Yes. Yeah, That's so nervy. And I said, yes, it could she could have been a trigger, you know, but the bottom line is doing my homework, it, it, he had a mental illness. Right. You know? Yeah, mm. there's not nothing, you know, Stefano did not die because he was not loved. He did not die because he had no support. He did not die because of any on the outside thing. He did have financial issues, you know, he was in a bad relationship, but all of that stuff was happening. It was coming out because he had a mental illness. Right. He didn't die. We loved him. He had a huge family. He had a loving girlfriend. He had, you know, he was flying all over the world. You know, he was had an NBA athlete brother-in-law. You know, they were living the life of the life of the rich and famous you know right. he had a great life he was hanging out with celebrities he had a gr- lot of great things he was making music but because he was mentally ill he died right okay. he was and that what the triggers were is that the bills were coming right. the, the darkness he didn't know what he was doing you know he had a lot of dark places that were i mean the, the mental illness i believe my brother suffered from depression and he might have had uh, he might have been bipolar, hmm. you know, and just undiagnosed. Right. But when I think about the things that he displayed and all the research that I did, just like looking things up, I'm like, oh, the manic episodes and yeah. then the the you know, mm-hmm. wow. So that's what I, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert, but right. I do know that no one dies unless they're mentally ill. Right. No one's gonna do that. There's tons of people. I'm sorry. There's no, tons no. of people in prison, like who that's would sit there for 40, 50, 60 years. Some people would not even do a day. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm going crazy. They're going so crazy. They're going to take themselves out because they're mentally ill and they can't take the trauma from it all. Mm-hmm. They're whatever's the going on. Broder. But there's tons of people that have done prison time for years and never died by suicide. Right. Wow. So, guys, that is our time here for the She Shed. But before we go, Nikia, I know you know those. Uh, national numbers for suicide prevention. Yes, I do. Uh, if I you do. can just tell them to our listeners here. So we wear uh, our Never Be Solo bracelets every single day. We have worn them for seven years, and we don't take them off. I often, I often take them off to give them away because people are always like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know what? I wear two all the time because I want to be able to give one away." So when we have events, we actually sell these bracelets, and we give two to everybody, one for you to keep and one for you to give away because mm-hmm. this number is more important than 911. When you're dealing with someone that's mentally ill, we don't suggest you call 911 <laughs> first, you know. We want you to actually try to find if, or if you do call 911, you ask for them to send a mental health representative to your house and not a police officer. Um, mm, I didn't even know that was an option. Well, I don't know. I know that they are sending out mental health um uh counselors to handle cases now. I don't know how popular it is. But I would even I would suggest that I would say that first. Okay. Even if it's not, just say that's what you want. God forbid something were to happen with the police officer. But anyways, the number that we send out to everybody is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number, which is one eight hundred two seven three talk. Nice. One eight hundred two seven three talk. Nice, and we're gonna have that in the description as well for here um, on all of our platforms, and we're also gonna have that in the comment section when this goes up on YouTube. So, Nikia, Auntie Kanina, we thank you so much for stopping by the shed this week. Guys, our faithful listeners, I promise next week we'll be back to all the tomfoolery and craziness that the (laughs) she shed is known for and the lightheartedness. But this is important. And um, 
if we can save a life, if we can just save one person's life with this information, then my job here is done. So guys, until next time, you can find us on Instagram at the She Shed Podcast 28, or you can go to our website, www.thesheshedpodcast.com. And of course, we are on Facebook. And yes, we are now officially on Clubhouse. So we love you for listening. Thank you so much. And you have a great rest of your weekend. And happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there. Remember Ciao. Remember to love yourself first. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. 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 So you guys can talk. I said, I'll sit up here.